Welcome to the Back in Action Podcast. Are you a weekend warrior, a current or former high-performing athlete, or do you just have questions about what a chiropractor can do for you in a rehab setting? Here, we'll dive into the world of chiropractic and exercise rehab and how they both can be utilized to get you back in action. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number two of the Back in Action podcast. Um, today, like we said on the la- at the end of the last podcast, we're going to be talking about mindset. Um, and we're kind of going to take some different approaches to this. We'll take it from an athlete's perspective, a student's perspective, and uh, even in the chiropractic profession where we hold our mindsets and what we think of when we think of growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. So to kind of talk about that, um, I wanted to start out with a book suggestion by Carol Dweck, which is called Mindset. And she actually talks a lot about this fixed mindset versus this growth mindset and how we view obstacles and how our perception of ourselves um, can really play a huge role in determining everything we do in our lives. Um, So just an example of a fixed mindset would be if you're someone who has test anxiety, you tell yourself, I have test anxiety. Okay, well, that's a fixed mindset, whereas a growth mindset is I have test anxiety, but I'm going to come up with ways to cope with that so that I can overcome this anxiety that I have going into this big exam. Um, So like I said, we're going to go over a lot of different examples with that and just kind of dive into that and what our thoughts are on that. And we're going to give you some suggestions of, you know, how you can change this perception and how you can have a mindset shift. Um, So how about you guys? Like, do you have anything you want to add with what we want to talk about today, what we want to accomplish, or do you just want to dive right in? Uh, For the most part, you covered a lot of it. But uh, the one thing I was going to touch on today is definitely uh, kind of from a patient's perspective, kind of seeing how certain mindsets definitely uh, you see better results almost in uh, someone with a certain mindset than others that are just coming to see you because so-and-so told them they had to or off kind of, kind of along those lines, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So going off of that, Connor, I actually, I was going to ask you to start off, um, give a, give an example of your life with like an injury that you've gone through. And when you were the patient, like how did you have to change your mindset in that kind of aspect? Uh, well, I mean, I've had my fair share of injuries and all that, but definitely towards when I was, uh, playing a little bit more competitive soccer and hockey and you kind of have to learn when to, when to go for lack of a better term all out. Uh, but mostly just kind of setting small goals rather than one big goal like i know it's a little tough coming back from a concussion but i definitely was able to set kind of small goals rather than oh i need to get back and play in the next the next month i need to be able to put a good 18 to 20 minutes of time on the ice for three four games in a row whereas what i really was after and was able to do was kind of work day by day like okay today let's try and get up and do some exercises for five to five minutes tomorrow i'm gonna go for seven minutes 
and then I'll take a rest day if I need to, but just kind of accepting the challenges of small goals and the wins, the small wins. So kind of winning all of the battles and not super worried about the war. If you get what I'm saying, definitely being able to win, win your battles every day. It's a perfect hockey coach to win the little battles and the game will came, the game will come to you. Pretty sure your coach has probably said that a handful of times. So go win your little puck battles and then you'll be a, you'll be a winner at the end of the game. Yep. Big time. Yeah, for sure. And that, uh, that thing you just said with, uh, taking things day by day, that's actually something that they talk about in the book. Um, you know, like not everything's going to come at once. Like there's not a quick fix to things. Um, so you do have to take things one step at a time. And I think even as a patient, there's almost like a learning process involved with that. Um, in the, in the sense that, you know, there's like, especially athletes, there's always that almost like that edge to like, want to try and prove yourself and you want to get back right away. But you have to learn that patience comes with things. And so just like you said, like winning the little battles to win the war, uh, that's huge when dealing Mm -hmm. with an injury. So, you know, you sprain your ankle and you're not weight bearing. Well, that little battle you just won is now you're half weight bearing. You only need one crutch instead of two crutches or the Mm -hmm. next, you know, week goes by and now you're able to fully weight bear and, then you start getting into exercises. So yeah, definitely being patient, taking things day by day is for sure huge. Um, Austin, I know you've probably had your fair share of injuries too, playing hockey. So why don't you give some of your insights on that personal experience? Um, so yeah, like my, I was lucky, like during my career, I stayed <laughs> relatively healthy. Um, I feel like I also like played through a lot of stuff, which I don't know. Good thing, bad thing, like probably paying for it now. Um, but the most significant injury I had was like my shoulder. So for the longest time, uh, my, was it left shoulder now? I can't even remember, but essentially it would like subplex all the time. So just like pop in and out, got to the point where like, I'm like rolling over in bed and like it would pop out and I'd be like, okay, something's like up here. And I was like, it was pretty shitty. Every time it happened, it'd be like sore for like a week. So I'd be like, all right, I got to f- fix this. So ended up like second year of university. I was like, all right, I'm going to do- get this done. Actually, no, sorry. First year, end of university. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this surgery done. Um, little did I know that like it was going to be like a six month like recovery. And even then, like probably even longer to get like my full strength back. Um, so like in terms of mindset, that was definitely like testing. Um, I think I had like kind of this like perfect picture of like what it would look like. I'd be like, Oh, like I get the surgery done and all of a sudden, like my problems are gone and I don't have any soreness. And that wasn't the case at all. Even like after the surgery, I was like, okay, like the good thing was it was like stable and it wasn't, uh, coming out anymore. But the problem was I was still getting like shoulder pain. So I'm like, God, like I went through like six months of this rehab and like still having like this shoulder pain, like what is going on? And that was definitely a tough, tough thing to deal with. Um, but I, I kind of was able to, uh, like modify training and stuff to the point where like it got back to like 
like pain free. But I, I'm like maybe I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but I kind of take that experience and like um, use it with patience because I feel like we see a lot of patients that uh, they've been having pain for like so long and don't really know what to do. And they have this like either like MD or like surgeon in the back of their like in their ear being like, oh, yeah, like I can fix this. I can fix this. And like that's not always the case. Um, and I feel like I experienced that firsthand. So, um, when working with patients kind of just like, I even tell them the story sometimes, like, it's not always a solution. Like, yeah, I'm not, not saying it's like nobody's to get surgery, but, um, it was definitely tough and just like kind of easing their expectations, especially when working with patients and, um, in that sense. So that was kind of like my experience with injury. Um, it's not fun. So definitely uh no i'm yeah it can be hard yeah and i definitely like see that with a with a lot of patients that everyone's just so gung-ho sometimes on surgery and they think it's the the quick fix and the easy answer the kind of quick way out so they think that uh if i get this surgery done i'll have no pain because that's why would i get a surgery if i'm still going to be in pain afterwards so they think oh well let's go have the surgery. Worst thing that can happen is I'm out of pain. And then they come back to have the surgery still in a ton of pain. And they're like, well, what did the surgeon do? They didn't, they didn't fix me. Like I'm still in pain. Is there every, everyone wants the quick fix. They don't want to have to work for it, unfortunately, but kind of just bridging that, like the thought and the notion that surgery is the answer to it, to this. It's going to working like making your body kind of heal itself thing and doing some work to strengthen it's like definitely something i've had multiple talks with a lot of patients about that yes the surgery might be a success and all that but it's not necessarily gonna get you out of pain immediately just with certain things you see like the pain might still be there but they have the function. They're just so caught up in the pain that they just think everything is like everything's gone bad. I don't. I don't know how. Like that's pretty much what I see a lot of with some patients that have had like back surgeries and carpal tunnel and all of that. That they're especially with backs. You're like, oh, why is my back still hurt? I just had surgery, or I should like I should be feeling great afterwards when you weren't in a great condition to begin with. So experiencing a trauma like that is only going to put you back a little bit more, but it's given you the grounds to get back to like a healthy living. And I'm sure you're going to see it probably a lot of that being down to VA Bridget, that a lot more uh, interesting cases kind of like that, where it might be like some life-changing pain and they're thinking that a surgery is the only answer where it's just like living a healthy life up towards the surgery is definitely just as important as the surgery itself. Even prehab, like I know the whole, like there's a new notion of like prehab. I don't know if you guys are, have heard too much about it, but giving the body a good platform of strength and everything before the surgery. So when you are kind of under the knife and put, 
into the healing process quickly afterwards that you're able to bounce back a little bit quicker and the drop off from in function isn't nearly as great as it would be if you weren't like kind of taking care of yourself yeah no for sure um and i think like that's why i'm kind of interested in getting started well once my credentialing goes through and i get started with the va uh i'm interested to see um another uh aspect of what i'm interested in is to see the difference in mindset between like just people who have seen combat compared to people who you know they just got hurt i don't know lifting a box out of their garage um and i'm not saying one person's pain is worse than the other by any means because like that person just lifting that box could definitely be in more pain than you know someone who served um but i'm interested to see on how they perceive the pain at, at, like from a mental standpoint you know what i mean like are they is it one of those things where they're finally seeking help because they were too stubborn to seek help or is it one of those things where every little thing that goes wrong they come and get help you know what i mean like and i'm just i kind of it's going to be cool just to like kind of see those different aspects of things so more to come on that later yeah but no. uh no, I was going to say you're, you're definitely going to feel you're going to definitely deal with a lot of um, psychological aspects of it, too. Right. Because um, they just deal with so like I feel like at our place, we you get that psychological aspect, but it's a whole nother level when you're dealing with like veterans and people who are going through PTSD with pain just like heightens that whole pain sensation response. So, yeah, it's a whole like tenfold. You're going to yeah. be going yeah, through exactly, stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, so I'm eager to get started and check all that out. Get the papers um, in. Yeah, I know. Come on now. Um, so I kind of wanted to now kind of shift <clears throat> gears a little bit. Um, looking back at the personal... Well, actually, I'm going to give my insight with the injury because with the, like, in terms of the fixed mindset and growth mindset... Um, I know for me, like when I hurt myself my senior year, as soon as it happened, like I was absolutely devastated. But at the same time, I also like in the back of my head, I was like, this can't, this can't be the end. Like it definitely, like this isn't how my senior year is supposed to end. This isn't how it was, like how I had it written in my head, uh, how my ending for my career there was supposed to be. So I, it was just, it's just crazy. Cause like I, had that initial mindset of no I'm gonna get back but then there was that kind of like moment of doom a little bit where I was like no this is it like I'm I'm done like I, that's I guess how it's supposed to end um and I it kind of I kind of stuck that way for like a few days where I was just like this is it my career's over um but then I don't know I don't know if it was like the athlete in me that kind of kicked in or what but I was just like oh hell no like I'm not even going down that whole like I'm going to keep pushing until I can, like, get this figured out. And thank God I did that because I, if it wasn't for me shifting my mindset to, you know, needing to get better, not just wanting to get better, then I would have never gone to a chiropractor for treatment. I would have never found out that that's the career path I wanted to go down and I wouldn't be where I am right now. Um, so it's kind of cool, though, just how everything kind of works out like that, but how mindset uh, definitely plays a huge role in that. Um so now what I wanted to do was looking back, if you were treating yourself, meaning like, let's say you're, you right now you have your own practice, you're working 
and someone just like you, your same exact injury and everything came into your office, how would you change their mindset if they had a fixed mindset of, all right, this is it. Like my injury is going to stop me. Like, how would you approach that? Um, like for me and personal experience, like I think a big thing is, um, like managing expectations. Uh, cause like for me, I got the surgery done and I'm like, okay, sweet. Like let's get going rehab. This thing's going to get better, like ASAP. And I'm going to put in the work to do that. Um, it didn't. So I was like, damn, like this sucks. So I think, um, like managing that like fixed mindset is just about like communicating with your patient um so whether it's like managing expectations um i think another big thing is kind of setting little milestones so someone who's like rehabbing or um just like even it doesn't even have to be rehab like someone with like you know back back pain and they essentially want to get out of pain it's really just like setting little goals that you can make along the way that keep their mindset kind of going forward and in that like growth state. So, um, and that's when it gets fun too, because like they get more buy-in, um, you're kind of invested too. Like you really want your patients to like hit these milestones and goals. Um, and like, so, that's kind of how I want to approach it is just setting these little benchmarks with my patients um, and like celebrating them too. Like, I don't know if you're like coming back from an ACL injury, like you want that like knee extension, like getting that extension, like it seems like nothing, but like, that's a big deal. Like getting that back. Now we're on to like strengthening the quads. Like, okay, now instead of doing, five pounds you're doing 10 pounds like you know just like little wins and just like making them realize that and just kind of keeping morale and like their motivation high and that'll kind of yeah i think into their mindset i think that's like it's really important too because this is something that they are dealing with and seeing every day so seeing small changes is hard when you're living like you're just living with it it's kind of you don't see the results from the like yourself, I'll just put an example. Uh, like if you go to the gym every day, you're not going to see the results that other people might see in you because you're constantly looking at yourself and looking in the mirror. But just like uh, anything with any injury, like they might not be seeing that level, like, or they might not think that they see the same level of improvement as you do if you keep like, uh, like notes and stuff like like those little milestones you said, like they might not think anything of them because it's something that they're dealing with every day, 24 hours a day. So they might not notice these little things, but us seeing them once, maybe twice a week at most, it, we see we see improvement a lot easier than I think the patients do. So really, yeah, like Austin said, kind of celebrating those uh, those little minor milestones and those minor victories to kind of win over the again the the battles win the battles and uh it's definitely something that i'm gonna try and implement in my practice too and all that if i'm seeing any like even anyone off the street like 
it's a lot easier to say you all see this in sports because it'd be you can do everything sports specific but even just seeing it in the regular population like oh this person might be able to walk down to their mailbox the first time and back with without pain but then hey they walked out to their mailbox walked to their neighbor's house the next week they don't think anything of it they're like oh what are you talking about that's it's literally just across the street like yeah well you couldn't walk to the mailbox without without pain and now you're going across the street for coffee at your your neighbors but uh yeah and this they were patient going to their is, neighbors, uh, not Tim Hortons. Come on now, Canadian. Now this guy's walking around no. the world. Like he's he's yeah, he loves walking. Yeah. But yeah, just stuff like that. Like seeing like us seeing improvements in them is definitely something that we kind of have to make known to them, be like, I know you're not seeing you might not think that you're seeing this, but like I remember the last time I saw you, you could hardly do this. And now you're doing this. Yeah. Kind of it- I think you can implement that with everybody because no, sure. people might think like, oh, I'm not getting any better. Why am I coming to see you? Be like, well, here's the thing. You are getting better. You just are gradually getting better to the point where you don't necessarily think that you are. Like if they think of where they started to where they are now, then you get them like, oh yeah, like I am a lot better than I was before, but now it, yeah, now I just feel like it's definitely something that I think we have to really harp on is kind of uh, celebrating the minor the minor wins or the small wins, not really minor, because in the end they are they're all major. So yeah, that's my. Uh, can I pitch a question out here? Say you're working with like. A higher performance athlete or something like let's let's say like bridget man senior year um <laughs> how do you get them to celebrate i'm way too the... high performance man i don't <laughs> i don't know you might want to pick someone else how, how do you get them to celebrate these minor victories when they're so used to performing at a high level like say it's a bad injury and it's these like little things like, okay, now you're like weight bearing and stuff when they're used to squatting. I don't know. What did you squat in your peak? Like three plates or something. You're talking to Connor, right? <laughs> Whoever's listening, but that, that's <laughs> that, like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a question I have I is like, up. you know, when you work with like those high performance athletes and like, I feel like they're so hard, hardwired to be like, I need to be performing at like a high level all the time when they get injured, it's like that much more demoralizing. So like, how would you guys work with these high performance athletes and try and get them to, um, kind of recognize like those smaller victories along the way to kind of maintain that like growth mindset. Um, I'm going to let Connor take it second. Cause I had a quick thought coming to my head. Um, that's yeah, fine for me. If I, if I'm the clinician, dealing with an athlete like that, I think the biggest thing is to present present the whole injury almost as another challenge. Like, uh, for example, like they were challenged since they were a young age to be the best on their team. I'm assuming if we're talking, like, let's just say we're talking about someone. We're talking I don't about know, you. Like, we're talking about someone. Talking about me? 
right, yes, this was how would you treat all right, so let's say let's say we're Bridget. okay, so we're dealing with someone who's already spectacular by the way, if we're using me as an example, um no, but so we're dealing with someone who constantly has been pushing themselves to be the best and who is someone who's always been taught to work their tail off, be the best they can be, be the best on their team. Um, and someone who's really driven. So I think the best thing you can do is when you have someone who's, who wants to pick up where they left off, you basically say, uh, uh-uh, you're not the best anymore. Now we got to work on this injury to get you back to being the best. And I know that's kind of like a really harsh way of putting it. And I, it's probably me just assuming everyone's kind of got that mentality of, you know, you kind of like tough love. You got to work your way back to it. But I think if you can kind of almost be like a coach as well as their clinician in the sense that, you know, they go into practice every day and there's a reason for having to practice every day. It's because you're not at the peak level you should be by the end of the season, right? So, but the hope is to be the best by the end of the season. So if we say like, okay, we're going to treat these sessions like a practice in hopes that you're ready for game time and game time is the end of your treatment. So it's going to be harp on the little things, harp on the fundamentals like you do. Like we'll take basketball for an example. If you don't harp on the fundamentals of where you're supposed to be on defense, or if you don't harp on, you know, elbows got to be tucked in when you shoot or things like that. Like if you're not harping on the little things, you're not going to be good at the big things then because it's the little things that make the big things happen. Just like you said, Connor. So I think if you treat rehab the same way as that, and we say like, hey, you got to do these little things to get back on track, to get back to where you need to be. I think it's easy to kind of help or easier to kind of help explain that to patients in that kind of way to get them to where they need to be. Um, but also like even I think educating them too on mindset in the beginning, like saying like, hey, we're going to we're going to shift to this growth mindset so that we can funnel you into a position of greater resi- uh, greater resilience, you know, more willingness to put in the work during these treatments and kind of give you increased self-confidence rather than keeping you in this fixed mindset of, I have to come to rehab to get better. I have to do this. Like, you know, rather than going through the motions, kind of just showing them that it's going to be a journey of more growth than it is. You just have to be here to get better. I don't know if that really makes sense. It makes sense in my head, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you got, Connor? No, it's definitely something like that. Like, you you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you do have to go back. You do have to go back to to the fundamentals. Like, we gotta start. It's just like you learn how to walk. Like, you gotta try it. You gotta push through. You're gonna fall a couple times, but you gotta keep getting back up. Keep trying and all that. Especially, it's you see something like that in high performance athletes a lot. Just because if they are if they have any interest in going pro or something like that, they're that's their career, that's their life. Like you, you don't want your career to be ended by something that is, on the grand scheme of things, minor. Just because you weren't able to kind of lock it in and go through the process, put in the work. Everyone starts everyone starts at the same spot, just like you started at the you weren't always a great basketball player, Bridget. I hate to break it to you. But at one point you were the kid sitting on the bench 
waiting and when your team was getting blown out or the team was getting blown out don't don't even interject uh you were I the was just going to interject and say, can we use Austin as the example? Because you guys have to know this is absolutely killing me that we're using me as the example. Oh, I Precisely why I'm right doing it. Start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Austin was a uh, top two demon. Uh, I actually peaked out of the too room. early. That, that was my problem. Yeah, that's the th- same, same with me. I uh, I peaked a novice. Uh, played three <laughs> years a novice. No big deal. And then it was uh, downhill from there. But yeah, so back to Bridget being the 12th man. Both person player, uh, what you you got? You were in the gym, probably later than most. Your dad was probably pissed that you weren't ready to go, but you just what did you do? You sat there, you shot until 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 it was perfect. So you just worked through the things that you needed to work on to get to where you were, because you know you wanted to play. Like, there's no point in having something semi minor like be a career ender when you can work through it rather than being like, Oh, well, I didn't actually want to play this. So what's the point? You've always had a love for basketball from what I understand. And if just kind of having a love of the game is definitely something that helps. And you, I'm going to tie this back to the regular population again, just having the motivation, having something there to really push you through it. I'm going to go back to everyone's favorite thing that I say is just picking up your grandkid. What do you, you're just not going to pick up your grandkid now? Or are you going to work your butt off to be the best you can be and get better? So you can pick up all the grandkids instead of just, oh, I picked up the first one and now my back's mangled. So, well, there goes that. You have to sit on, you have to sit on the couch beside grandpa because he, uh, can't pick up pick pick you up because he didn't care enough to get better it's a little harsh but i feel like the point rings true so needless to say bridget you weren't old cranky grandma that didn't want her back to get better you were definitely uh the one who's looking to pick up her grandkids I'm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's I never really had that that level of experience myself, but I was never the highest performing athlete. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say the grandkid part. Oh, yeah, no. No. There'd be some questions. Uh, but yeah, definitely just having having the right motivation is definitely key. So Bridget, what was what was your motivation? Did you always want to go play pro, and that's what kind of you're like? Okay, I got to get better. Like, or you're like, I'm just gonna be star Scranton Lady Royals, and I that's mean, where my career ends. My my biggest dream growing up, playing shooting hoops in the front yard, was uh, I wanted to be <clears> the first girl to play for the 76ers. That didn't work out for me though, so that was upsetting. But, uh, I mean, no, obviously, like, I probably had the same dream any young athlete had was to go Division One. but then I kind of got to the point that, like, I was getting looked at by some schools, but it wasn't, like, crazy offers or anything. And, you know, I was fortunate that 
Scranton was recruiting me because of another girl that played on my team. Like they were recruiting her pretty hard. Um, and I was fortunate that they had a really rich tradition in winning and just were an all around good school. But I don't, like I said, I don't like that we're using me as the example. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> we could switch it off. <laughs> but, um, wow, you're the, you're I, the most high performing athlete out of the three of us. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so with the <laughs> mindset, um, the other thing I was going to, I just kind of, before we get into Austin's take on working with a high performance athlete and how you would shift their mindset, I just wanted to say, like, from a personal standpoint, with like shifting that mindset, um, at first for me, like, I'm, I'm the type of person that like, I always harp on things that I'm doing wrong. Um, and like, I always took the things I was doing wrong as negatives. When in reality, if you think about it, um, what you're doing wrong, like whether it's in practice or rehab is the best way to learn. You know, like I've, I'm sure you guys have heard it so many times that like losses teach you so much more than wins do. Right. Um, I, ne- I never lost, stand- so I don't know that. Okay. But the point of it was to embrace failure. So if rehab is going, like if you take a turn during rehab, meaning you were getting better and now you had a few bad days, you have to embrace that because maybe something you're doing isn't targeting the right area. So as a clinician, you take those little, those days where that happens, you be patient with it at first, see if it's just like, you know, some off days or whatever, but then readjust your thinking. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be fixed in one set of rehab of what you're doing. You can alter that uh, and learn from that. And it's not like you're using the patient as a guinea pig to do that, but it's just in a way you can kind of, I don't know, just learn from what you're doing to grow on how to do it better because not every patient is the same. Yeah, and uh, definitely just reminding patients that progress isn't linear. Like seeing progress doesn't it's not constantly going up on the same on the same level you're gonna have good days you're gonna have really good days but you're also gonna have bad days and really bad days that doesn't mean that you're any worse off than you were yesterday it just your worst days like a week into rehab are still better than where you started and then you just shoot right back up and kind of having like that was one thing one of my mentors is taught me is just really harp on that progress isn't a linear thing it's gonna have like it's gonna have ups it's gonna have downs just like everyone's like just like everyone says like one step or two steps forward one step back still going forward boom no yeah i I agree your take like i um i yeah i mean I like the example of just like saying how it's not linear because I think for me and I like said it earlier before, it's really just like uh, managing like their expectations. So like just trying not to get them, I don't know, progress is progress. And like also the, the example you gave Bridget about how like, okay, like you might've tried something and it didn't work. Well, if you can also approach it as like, okay, well, now I also just know what doesn't work instead of, like, putting the blame on yourself and, like, ah, oh, like, I'm a shitty clinician. Like, what am I doing? Like, I can't even figure this out. Like, it's such a 
seems like such a simple case and like it's giving me like fits and stuff it's like no like take a different approach be like okay like i realized the approach i took didn't work um now i know what doesn't work instead of like putting the blame on you so i think getting into that mindset especially as like young aspiring clinicians it's a it's a good a good place to be yeah it's all about growth just yeah we're learning just kind of learning like like, yeah right yeah for sure um i think biggest takeaway from this podcast tonight was uh for me anyways was if you're faced with a challenge embrace it um you know how do you expect to get better if you're too afraid to learn about the weak parts of your craft you know um but all right so i think we're gonna wrap it up for tonight and then uh next week i think what did what do we are we doing a guest next week or are we doing one more Uh, just us we'll do just us for a little bit and then uh i am gonna end with a little bit of a quote here that's a nice one that i've it's actually on the wall in our gym at home it's uh you can have excuses or you can have results. You can't have both. So really just kind of picking up like, okay, do you want to actually work for this or do you want the results for it? Like just picking one of all that. But no, I think uh, definitely learning a lot from other people's mindsets is definitely something nice and just kind of focusing on the growth and like, uh, diamonds are made under pressure. So that's the that's the best thing I've got. You're like Dr. Seuss or something. Jesus. Got all the quotes. I got uh, all the quotes. Yeah, so next week, uh, actually, right here we have it. We're going to be talking about the importance of rehab, uh, staying active and moving. Uh, We're going to dive into some of our favorite rehabs for the most common injuries that we see.